Welcome to An Appeal to Reason. I'm your host, Burian Sundahl. This podcast is being made in collaboration with the End the Two-Party System Network. For those of you who don't know me already, I'm a former Bernie 2020 Super Volunteer and delegate to the Democratic National Convention. I left the Democratic Party after that fiasco. I'm recording this today because Billy from End the Two-Party System asked if I could help out after he listened to Crawdads and Taters, the podcast I co-host with Aaron McCarley. I highly recommend everyone check it out. Ending the Two-Party System is a cause I care about, so I hope lending my voice to this will help in some small way. In this introductory episode, I just want to talk a little bit about why we need a true working-class party. It's necessary to understand that in the United States today, we don't even truly have a two-party system. In reality, the Democrats and Republicans represent two wings of a single corporate party. Neither party represents the working class. They are simply representing corporate interests. This has always been true, but Citizens United opened up the floodgates to corporate money and has made it even worse. With all this corporate money coming in, The two parties are beholden to their corporate donors and not to the people. A study in 2014 by Princeton University professor Martin Gillens and Northwestern University professor Benjamin Page found that the U.S. is not a democracy, but rather a corporate oligarchy. This study said... Quote, multivariate analysis indicates that economic elites and organized groups representing business interests have substantial independent impacts on U.S. government policy, while average citizens and mass-based interest groups have little or no independent influence. This means that your average voter has little or no influence. This is all that the working class gets in our system. People will say, call or write to your congressman, but that doesn't really make any difference. The majority of the U.S. supports Medicare for All. A morning consult poll in March 2021 found that 55% of voters actually support this. This includes 79% of Democrats. Um, Currently, Democrats control Congress and the presidency, but we can't even get a public option, which Biden ran on. And even 56% of Republicans support a public option. It's not public opinion that is making the policies, but rather the money from the insurance companies that is preventing us from having any kind of meaningful health care reform. Medicare for all or a public option would both be policies that are vastly beneficial to the working class. These policies are very popular, but they can't even get a floor vote. And it doesn't really matter whether it's Republicans or Democrats who control the House when it comes to reform on health care. Neither of the two corporate parties are going to pass legislation that benefits the working class. They can always find the money for our over $750 billion military budget, which has bipartisan support and always passes. But when it comes to something like Medicare for All, suddenly it's not possible. It is clear that the two-party system is simply being used to control us and give us the illusion of choice. But there's no true choice when both parties simply support the corporate agenda. Rather than the two corporate parties of the Democrats and Republicans, what we truly need is a mass working class party. 
While reformists have suggested that working inside the Democratic Party is a viable strategy, I believe that two rigged primaries to stop Bernie prove that this is a failed endeavor. Rather than working inside a corrupt party that exists to defeat progress, it would be far better to organize the working class into a mass party which represents their interests. At the Conference of the First International in London, in 1870, Marx and Engels declared, quote, Considering that against this collective power of the propertied classes, the working class cannot act as a class except by constituting itself into a political party, distinct from and opposed to all old parties formed by the propertied classes. That this constitution of the working class into a political party is indispensable in order to ensure the triumph of the social revolution and its ultimate end, the abolition of classes, that the combination of forces which the working class has already affected by its economic struggles ought at the same time to serve as a lever for its struggles against the political power of landlords and capitalists. The conference recalls to the members of the International that in the militant state of the working class, its economical movement and its political action are indissolubly united, end quote. Marx and Engels understood that the struggle is both political and economic, and in order to fight on the political front, it is necessary for the working class to have a political party which represents their interests. But what are the interests of the working class, and who are the working class? The working class are those who sell their labor to survive. They are the vast majority of the citizens of the United States at this time. The working class is varied in their ideas and culture, but they have the same class interests. Unfortunately, in the two-party system, they often vote against these class interests when they vote either Democratic or Republican, since neither of these parties actually represents them. In order to represent the class interests of the workers, we need to break free from this red versus blue mindset and understand that it's the workers versus the bosses, versus the landlords, versus the capitalists and the oligarchs. So often the media uses this red versus blue or so-called right versus left, even though the Democratic Party is in reality a center-right party, to distract us from the actual class struggle which is going on. It is top versus bottom and not red versus blue, and both Democratic and Republican parties represent the top. They represent the big moneyed interests, those who own the means of production, as opposed to those who labor under this capitalist system. At this point, the mere existence of a working class party is more important than that this party be 100% ideologically sound. It would be enough just to have a true Labour Party in the United States, and that would make a huge difference. As Engels wrote to Florence Kelly Wisniewski in 1885, referring to this need in the United States, quote, A million or two working men's votes next November for a bona fide working men's party is worth infinitely more at present than a hundred thousand votes for a doctrinally perfect platform. The very first attempt soon to be made if the movement progresses, to consolidate the moving masses on a national basis will bring them all face to face, Georgeites, Knights of Labor, trade unionists, and all. But anything that might delay or prevent that national consolidation of the Working Men's Party, no matter what platform, I should consider a great mistake, 
unfortunately, the uh, conditions of the day are not that different from 1885. There still is no true working man's party. This party would eventually be organized as the Socialist Party under Eugene V. Debs, which I would like to talk about in another episode, but for now it is enough to understand the importance of having a political party for the working class, no matter the platform. Some people might say that electoral politics are a dead end, so why should we even bother with organizing a political party for the working class? It is true that electoral politics are historically obsolete, as Lenin referred to in left-wing communism, but nevertheless, it is not practically obsolete. Millions of working-class citizens still vote in elections. Here is what Lenin had to say on parliamentarianism, and which is very similar to electoral politics in the United States today. Quote, Parliamentarianism has become historically obsolete. That is true in the propaganda sense. However, everybody knows that this is still a far cry from overcoming it in practice. Capitalism could have been declared, and with full justice, to be historically obsolete many decades ago. But that does not at all remove the need for a very long and very persistent struggle on the basis of capitalism. Parliamentarianism is historically obsolete from the standpoint of world history, i.e. the era of bourgeois parliamentarianism is over, and the era of the proletarian dictatorship has begun." End quote. As much as we might wish that electoral politics were dead, they do in fact still exist and are dominated by the two-party system. To ignore them would be to ignore an enormous part of the class struggle. The battle to emancipate the working class must be fought on all fronts, and ending the two-party system is a huge part of this struggle. Thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe, and check out Crawdads and Taters. You can subscribe to my substack at burian.substack.com, and make sure to check out the other shows on the End the Two-Party System network. Thank you.